Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch Podcast, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. And, oh, that's it. We're done. That's it. Where is Eamon? That's actually going to be the theme of this episode. We're going to go on a scavenger hunt to find him following a series of ever more esoteric clues. That's right. <laughs> actually, he's just he's just got out of town. Good for him. Yep. We're all very jealous. Uh but right. uh, yeah, just the two of us today. You're just stuck the with two us. us. That's right. So we're back. It's Corona Chronicle number nine, and we're back to some reader mail. So we're going through that giant stack. And so Kyle and I are going to tackle uh, reader mail for, uh, covering the Big Finish Volume One, I guess, or Series One, you might call it. Uh, audio books. They're not books. They're whatever they are. Audio things. Audio stories. And not to spoil it, but I think I may have seen a, a one from season two in here too. Oh really? I think so. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Oh, you know that that maybe that last one is. Whoops. <laughs> oh well. Well, we'll tackle them all. Uh, how are you doing, Kyle? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, doing a little bit better because I uh, this morning patronized a, a local business. It's taking a little bit of a hiatus. Hopefully they'll be back. But uh, Okie Dokie Donuts, they make gluten-free donuts, um, which is not a thing that's important to me, but my fiance can't have gluten. So, you know, it's a way for us supposed to have donuts and they're pretty good. This is some kind of Kentucky bourbon themed thing. Oh, that's exciting. So I'm into it. Very good. Very yummy. That's made life a little bit better. How about you, my friend? Uh, I'm okay. Uh, Not too much, you know, going on, obviously. I don't know. Still inside a lot. Uh, but, you know, having Zoom meetings with friends and stuff, I can give a little Dan Dan update. Dan Dan, come here. Let's see if I can get him over here. I might have to hop off camera for one second. We can all talk to Dan Dan. Kyle, uh, I It'll guess be say, worth it for the cat. say words out loud to cover the, uh, the space. Rock and down. we're vamping, baby. I feel like I missed a real opportunity when you said just the two of us to uh, make a series of Will Smith references about how we were going to spend this episode building castles in the sky, you know, just the two of us. There he is. You and I. With some help from Dan Dan. Oh, look at him. There he is. So here's Dan Dan. Uh, it's what been a couple weeks, I guess, since he's been on camera. So he's pretty he big He looks now. big. Yeah, he's long. And he's, woo. Ooh, he's Agile. squirming. He's a uh, squirmy boy. So yeah, so for those of you that, you know, uh, didn't hear the origins of Dan Dan, I found Dan Dan uh, under my porch, uh, honestly, a couple months ago. He's like three months old now, I think. There he goes. He's running around. He's playing. Parkour. Yep. Uh, Anyway, um, but uh, we kept Dan Dan because he's got a heart murmur. Uh, Mm -hmm. So he's finally old enough to, he was finally old enough to get the echocardiogram. And so he is, I guess he's got like pre-heart disease uh, because I guess some of this, he's not really symptomatic from what his heart issue is. So one of the linings of his heart or one wall of his heart, I guess, is extremely thick. Uh, it causes it to pump harder than the other side. Uh, so it creates this murmur in his heart. Uh, anyway, so he's on like beta blockers now. We had to get some special, you know, medicine made for him because he's so little. Uh, you know, he can't take full doses or even half doses. And then it becomes hard to cut pills uh, that small. Um, sure. So he's got some special pills and stuff. Uh, and he's going to be getting some follow-ups. Uh, other developments are he, we discovered he has some extra claws. So... You say extra claws? Extra claws, right. Is, so, is Dan Dan just Wolverine? Uh, he might be. Uh, so yeah, on two of his uh, his toes, he has like 
one just has two claws instead of one. And then <laughs> in another toe, his claw is growing out from the under and going up like that. This is wild. Yeah. So next time we're, we're at the vet, we're going to talk to them about, uh, you know, if any of those are harmful or anything, uh, if he needs to get them removed or who knows what. Uh, I don't want to hurt him or anything because one of them is kind of like, fused to his skin a bit uh it seems like it's a, yeah. like a birth defect or something so i don't know we'll see uh um, but he's you a know very special boy he is a very special boy uh but you know uh we'll appreciate the time we have with him because you know this his heart condition is very very serious so uh, which is a bummer but we'll take care of him for now that's kind of sad but we love dan dan everybody no, loves dan dan he is a sweetheart that's right uh also i should say uh it was really fun talking to kareem last week and i don't know if we yes uh, I don't know if we did justice in our introduction to Kareem, but I should say now that like Kareem is someone who has been supportive of this podcast since like the very beginning. Uh, we talk to Kareem all the time uh, and, you know, he's very helpful in setting up interviews and just kind of coordinating with us and making sure what we're doing is on the up and up, which is good. Uh, you know, cause as he mentioned, there's a lot of Highlander licensing things. There's a lot of people that have, you know, uh, ownership over various rights at various different times to Highlander. Uh, so we want to make sure we're respectful of that as well, uh, doing our podcast, and Kareem is great coordinating all that. So anyway, Kareem's been a great friend since we started the podcast, uh, so for like five years, so, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and, and a very cool dude. I will forever remember pounding beers in the, uh, the hotel lobby for the uh, Highlander 25th anniversary gathering. Yep, fun times. Yep. And then for them to tell us, you can't drink those here, sir. And it's like, okay. Okay, whoops. <laughs> I'll just put them in my backpack and we'll keep drinking them. <laughs> sounds like us sounds like yeah. a thing we do all right so how about we hop into some of this reader mail uh i'll read the first one is that okay kyle uh, i mean under my strenuous objection but yes yeah. by all means uh forgive me now because i have not read these in a very long time since they were printed out and since uh they were sent to us even longer wow uh but we do appreciate everybody writing in so uh these are for the big finish uh audio series and our first email comes from jill s uh, on the episode lessons Hi, gentlemen. I am so grateful uh, to you for having the will to suffer through these. On lessons, I think the logic of beating Duncan every 10 years was not about Gatlin going, I know I can beat him. I think it was supposed to be psychological warfare. With Duncan believing Gatlin can beat him, always the loser. So the idea with Maria was that she stepped in at a critical point when Gatlin would have left Duncan permanently scarred, permanently believing Gatlin would always defeat him. There is also no sense of romance to any of these stories. Emotionally dead. Maybe that's too harsh. Jill S. Wow, Jill. All uh, right. Emotionally dead. <laughs> emotionally dead. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, uh, almost as emotionally dead as that crusty old spider um, <laughs> in that story. So I disagree with a few points here. First off, we are not gentlemen. I think we can all probably agree on that. There's only two people here, so Eamon will have to chime in later. No, I mean, Eamon's like the least gentlemanly of all of us. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, the thing I would say is I don't understand the psychological warfare, though, then. Like, the, for the point of psychological warfare is to beat someone. He has already, like, Gatlin beats Tim every 10 years. Why wage war psychologically? He's waging war literally, and he already won. That's a good point. Yeah, the psychological warfare only goes so far to give you an advantage in battle once you get there. But he, he seems to win the battle every time. Uh, yes. So. For reasons as yet unknown? 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say that it certainly does have a psychological impact, I would think, on Mac, but it's definitely right. not psychological warfare. Like, it's, it's, it's secondary. That's secondary, right. <laughs> yeah, but, so, I don't know. I think a valiant effort to explain what the hell is going on here because that sure. was our question the whole time. Yeah, and I, I will agree with, I guess, the subtext of this email, which these stories suck. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I agree you know, let's make, on that. Yeah, well, let's make the subtext text here. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you, Jill, for your Thanks, email. Thanks, Jill. All right. I guess I'm on number two, number two. I suppose, is how this works. Uh, this is from Anthony. Uh, subject. Ugh, ellipses, the lesson. Fair. Uh, hey, guys, props for sticking through it on that train wreck of an audiobook. I could tell how many times you wanted to just say screw it and not review this. That is fair. Very fair. Uh, that was definitely the worst thing ever made in the Highlander catalog of content. It was clearly a story that was written up in one sitting and recorded in one take. You know, you're not wrong about any of this so far, Anthony. The audio clips behind it were probably stock sound clips from some online sound, uh, some online catalog. The rapid sword fighting sounded more like what you would use for a sword battle where you wanted to hear dozens of swords clashing with each other. <laughs> the degree of laziness in this story is just mind-blowing. Uh, I did see that Adrian Paul had done other audiobooks, though, so I bought one on Audible. Ooh, I'm interested here. Uh, oh, my goodness. I couldn't even get through the first chapter. The man does not have the chops for audiobooks. Yikes. Well, let me just uh, preface here. This is Anthony's opinion. We can't comment, but we are going to share his opinion with all of you. <laughs> uh him thinking he can do audiobooks because he's an actor is like Michael Jordan thinking he can play baseball because he's an athlete. <laughs> Honestly, even as an actor, he's hit and miss, but as a voice actor, he is awful. Good on you for sitting through these and committing to share them with the rest of the fans so we don't have to suffer through them. I can absolutely tell how horrible it was to sit through them and take notes objectively. There can be only one, Anthony. Wow. Wow, he's right. <laughs> Shots fucking fired. Yeah, not having it. Yeah, well, what do uh, you, the rest of the fans, think about AP's performance here? I, mean, I thought there were some moments where uh, it was successful. I think there were other moments where it wasn't, and it definitely had that vibe of being done in one take. Sure, I think that's like a huge part of the problem is that like, you know, we like Adrian on Highlander. Uh, obviously. Obviously, right? He's good in the, the role. He's great in the role. And here he is playing the role and weirdly not doing a good job. Uh, I think it's like, I don't know, maybe they didn't rehearse it much or, you know, go over like some line readings, you know, if you're not aware of what the subtext of a line should be. I don't know. Or again, pronunciations of words, all that sort of stuff. Uh, it just feels like half-baked uh, performance-wise. Yeah. Uh, and that might not be really his fault. I'm not sure. Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, certainly the format didn't do him any favors. You know, you'd think there'd be someone at least sitting in the sound booth for quality control reasons saying like, hey, you want to try that again? One more, right. you know, want to do one more? Maybe, kind of. Or, you know, in, in, a, in a better world, someone more akin to a director with a comprehensive vision of what this should be like. You know, who's there saying, Wait, why don't you say it again this way? 
Right. Um, why don't we do a take where you're really upset about this or where your character is thinking X, Y, Z. Right. I'm also uh, now imagining a weird world where Adrian said like, oh, he set off the fireworks and the producer stopped and said, excuse me, Adrian, like, can you read that again? Like, read the script. And there's like a typo in the script. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it's fireworks. Fireworks, you set off the fireworks. There you go, got it. It's a beautiful thing. That's what they wrote. Yeah. Don't want, to change the, must... don't want to change the author's, you know, words here. Yeah, right. These precious written words. Sacred text. <laughs> well, thank you, Anthony. Yes, for this scorchingly hot take. Let us know at home what you think. Do you mm. agree with Anthony? What are you drinking, Kyle? What's in that straw attached uh, to the cup? So I've been making cold brew lately. Uh, and I mix it. It's like makes a concentrate. And then I mix it with uh, some whole milk and this uh, salted caramel syrup. Wow, that sounds yummy. Uh, yeah, it's quite good. It feels very luxurious. Yeah, it's like, like a dessert. Yeah, like I only put a tiny bit in, so it's just like subtly sweet. And like it kind of erases my desire for bullshit coffee, like going out. I don't know. It feels like a real treat yourself at the start of your day, even though making cold brew is exceedingly easy. Yeah. I've been, I've had a couple like on Sundays or something, I'll treat myself to, you know, that like internet whipped coffee stuff. Yeah. It's delicious. It's so yeah, good. Of course it is. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> it's know. It's a bunch of sugar and coffee. It's awesome. Right. Yeah. It's like a milkshake. It's very good. Yeah. Cool. 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 Love it. All uh, right. Next email. You're up, baby. Here we go. Uh, let's see. So this is like a big finish wrap up, uh, email. Uh, and this comes from our friend, David G. Uh, and I this think, is, I will say before you read this, I do think it's funny that a bunch of people chimed in on like the lesson and then a lot of people are, then it's just like, eh, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> yep. I can't, can't even talk about it. Uh, yeah. Oh, also to Anthony's, uh, email uh about taking notes oh my god those notes were awful to take i mean it was like oh, every was sentence every sentence it was like wait a minute what and like and the story is so complicated and confused uh it makes it That's like the... you i remember second guessing my own notes and being like am i getting this right like i don't know it was it was rough well, that's the thing that's baffling is those stories are so overly complicated. Like there's, there's they stuff so much into those like dog meat sausages that like they constantly are introducing new concepts and you don't even have the benefit of TV where you could visually introduce something. They need to find a way to make Adrian Paul say the words that <laughs> make you understand the dumb thing that they're doing. And that just, woof. <laughs> makes for a rough experience uh all right here we go so from our friend david g uh this the subject is highlander big finished uh, <laughs> volume one and this email is all the way back from november 18th 2019 okay hello my supple bodied friends oh boy uh oh, he's 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 Chiming in on a word that is used far too often in the Big Finish audio series. <laughs> um, much to say about lessons. Firstly, thank you for recapping and playing some clips. I've never had the opportunity to listen to it. Uh, or should I thank you? <laughs> yeah. um, about Trevor Baxendale. Uh, he's got more hits than misses with his Doctor Who work. Oh, that's right. He was the voice of two characters, right? The samurai character. 
Oh, that's right. Which was a little problematic. And then he's also... Who With is his, the... like, Master Splinter voice. Yeah, and then uh, who's the character? Oh, Gatlin from the first yeah. batch of emails there. So, yeah, there we go. And he's, like, a British voice actor, right? So, uh, he says, I guess the big Finnish producers thought he might be a good fit for Highlander, but not so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> About the price points for these releases, Big Finish had these available on both compact disc and downloads. Way to spell that out, David. I appreciate the the commitment. Oh, compact disc? Yeah. This is a CD? Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag never forget. That's right. Um, you know, I, I saw on some like trivia thing recently, it was like, what does DVD stand for? And the correct answer on the show or whatever it was, was like digital video disc. And I thought I learned like a long time ago that like, oh, it's actually a trick. It's not video. It stands for volume or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I remember I being like. It and it came up. It's at least according to Wikipedia, DVD is short for either digital versatile disc oh. or digital video disc. Huh. The video disc doesn't. I mean, I guess we get movies on DVD, so that makes sense. But like I can put other shit on a DVD. So I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the the versatile. Yeah, I love it. It's so versatile, those DVDs. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, they were available on compact disc and downloads. I think I paid $5 for one of the episodes uh, covered later. I think they would have been about $20 to $35 for the actual disc, given how Big Finish's single discs are usually priced. I don't know how uh, if this became a box set, but I'm pretty sure season two was. Huh? How about that? Interesting. So would you well, pay... is, well, we did spend a long time talking about pricing, so this is some useful. Yes, we did detail. talk about that a lot uh, because current prices of this set are astronomical. Uh, would you pay? Well, we'll we'll, we'll tackle this as we after we read the email. Um, yeah. As for the release schedule, Big Finish mainly does monthly releases on most of their titles. That does make sense to a degree. Sure. Um, Finally, the show's format. A lot of their releases have a noted actor from the series uh, on their own or with a second actor to accompany them. Their Doctor Who and DW spinoffs tend to use larger casts, uh, but even then, many cast members play two to three characters. Big Finish used the same formats for Highlander, Stargate, and many of the Blake Seven stories. As you can tell, I'm a big Big Finish fan. Love those guys. Continue to do the great work you do, David G. Huh. So there is a Big Finish fan out there. I think there's actually, there's a lot of Big Finish fans. I, uh, you know, I've talked to a number of people online that say they produce some pretty quality stuff. I guess just not in the Highlander space. And yeah. That's okay. I, mean, uh, I, I, I was going to say, I certainly thought volume two of Highlander was like better produced. Oh, way, Like way I better. enjoyed like listening to it as like a audio scape sort of thing. Like if that was just a better story, you know, produced with those actors and sound effects and music, like, it'd be entertaining. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Huh. Uh, would you pay I, 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 I love that high praise we just ended with. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Maybe it'll be okay. Fine, whatever. Uh, Kyle, would you pay $5 for an episode? In theory, yes. They were about, I, what, like 40 minutes a piece or so? Yeah. I think for what these are... Mm, I'm going to qualify this. Not considering necessarily the ultimate quality of the finished product. I'm not saying like in terms of content, wow, $5. Yes, you've delivered on $5. But on like just the concept of a 45-minute piece starring an actor from the show, $5 seems 
like something I would be willing to do, or at least like it's a fairish price. Yeah, uh, it doesn't seem like cost prohibitive. I would check it out for five bucks. Uh, yeah, I'd have to. I don't know if their more popular series are priced uh, a little lower because more people download them or anything like that. But yeah, that could be. But I mean, I don't know. Five bucks. It's like I could not get a Wawa hoagie, and all of a sudden <laughs> I, I can afford this thing. Um, so you know, works for me, I guess. Yeah. Would you pay 20 to $35 for a disc? No. No. For a 40, no. Of, of one 45-minute thing? Absolutely not. No. That's insane that those hard discs cost that much. That's yeah. nuts. Which, like, I mean, maybe it's a little bit different in the aughts when this came out, but paying 20 to $25 for a movie even now, I hesitate for something much longer and higher quality than this. <laughs> sure just in like the age of streaming, let alone for something that's only 45 minutes. And as we now know, is a steaming turd. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just not going to happen. Nope. Huh. So that's, yeah. that's my take. Right. So anyway, and if you're interested in Trevor Baxendale, check him out, I guess. Apparently he's, he's okay. Uh, I mean, I thought he did an okay job as Gatlin. Oh, I, I think so too. I mean, I think he did a, I mean, aside from the accent and, you know, that sort of thing uh, in the Japanese story, like he, he obviously was of a different, like he seems seasoned, I guess I should say. Like he yes. knows how to do audio dramas and voice work and like, I don't know, he was very dynamic as a reader. So. Yes, there was some talent there. There's some talent. For sure. Cool. Well, thank you, David G. Kyle, you are up next. And actually, I think David G's back up at the plate again. He's taking he two swings on this bad boy, this time about love and hate. Uh, fellas. See, this seems more accurate to me than gentlemen. I don't know about you. I feel more like a fella than like a, a gentleman. What about a feller? Mm, that might be the most correct of all. Mm. Like in Lil Abner over here. Uh, well, you really stepped in it this time. <laughs> this audiobook sounded rough, and I appreciate the fact that you powered through it like the champs you claim to be. I like that choice of words. It's not the champs that we are, but it is definitely the champs we purport to be. Uh, a few observations. First, uh, the writer of the drama, Colin Harvey, never wrote anything for Big Finish after Highlander. Incidentally, he goes by C.B. Harvey, uh, not to be confused with the other Colin Harvey, the late sci-fi writer who left this earth about seven years ago. Uh, and he actually provides a link to this person's website. Um, CBHarvey.com. C.B. Harvey. Uh, it looks like, having just clicked it, uh, like they may have done some of these Doctor Who properties, uh, and that they may have written some Judge Dredd properties as well, which that seems interesting. Sure. Uh, why not? And may have also written for the game Sniper Elite 4. Huh, okay. Why not? <laughs> why not? Uh, anyway, back to this message. Uh, when did Kyle become such an expert on diamonds? He has been defend has he been defending the blood diamond syndicates? I only know a little bit about the whole four C's of diamonds from the time I looked for an engagement uh, for my bride. Carrot, clarity, cut, and cost, I think. Uh, so, well, as I've now revealed on the show, 
I am now engaged. And we were doing this around the time it, uh, I had to put like rubber to road on the diamond to get. Um, so that's that uh, is the answer to that question. It was actually a very good bit of timing because if we had done this even a few weeks earlier, I would have known literally nothing about the diamond side of this stupid thing, which as you'll recall, the whole absurd trail of breadcrumbs they follow starts from like some absolutely benign fact about some diamonds they find that they're like, on no planet in a major city could we find these somewhere. And uh, that is not correct. Huh. Did you get a blood diamond though? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, I mean, boy, I wanted to get uh, as, as bloody a diamond as I could. That's false. Uh, the person we went to, their whole thing is that they do uh, recycled and otherwise ethically sourced materials. Uh, and to the extent pro possible, they're carbon neutral and that's like a big part of her process it actually makes it very hard to get the diamond that you perhaps want like if the design you're working with assumes a diamond of a certain size and proportion you can't necessarily just get it because she needs to find it from some aftermarket source or from some other ethical place that might not have that uh have that particular shape and size there we go well, now that everyone's uh, turned off the podcast, I guess we don't have to read anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I've been Kyle. Go on, Kyle. All right. Excuse me. I'm teasing. Uh, so what do we really know about quickenings? Uh, there's that nature link from Highlander 1. There's the whole powering up thing from Highlander 4. Uh, they can clean you up or screw you up uh, things from the Highlander series. They kind of had a thing in Endgame where Connor merges with Duncan. So the immortal screaming inside me thing is maybe drawn from that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess it doesn't matter. I don't want this to do in Kyle. <laughs> That's fair. This, yeah. this could destroy me. Uh, worst Highlander work ever, eh? Let's see how this fares against the source, shall we? Now, Keith, you've seen the source more recently than, than me. Do you more recently, but it's still probably been four to five years because Eamon and I watched it together shortly after we started the podcast, I think, uh, just because he was so curious about, like, what could this be? And so we figured we had to get a, a taste of it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really remember if it's worse than these. It, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think it is. I think these are weirdly worse. I don't know. So that is what my very hazy memory is telling me, but it could just be that the pain of Highlander the Source has, I've just forgotten. Sure. And this is a more recent wound. Yeah. Also, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of ways a movie can go wrong. Uh, and, you know, like, oh, the special effects in the Source don't look good. Surprise, surprise. But like, they didn't know that when they wrote the script or perhaps even when they started filming some of the sequences, how they were going to really look in the end uh, due to budget issues. But like, I don't know, with these audio dramas, uh, I don't know how you mess some of the stuff up. Like you don't have to deal with special effects or I don't know, all these other performance issues. Uh, like, I don't know, the, the, the possibility of success is much higher for these audio yes. dramas and they blow it. <laughs> so yeah. And, and their problems just leap off the page, right? Because the page, like you essentially just hear the page. Like, I don't know who read those and were like, oh yeah, this is gonna pop, baby. <laughs> but, uh, I digress. Uh, 
as to your question about big finish who is their audience it's genre fans mostly adults Doctor Who is their current crown jewel, so they appeal to that crowd. But they do some other kick-ass stuff, including my favorites, uh, the Prisoner and the, the Steed slash Peel Avengers series. Mm. Also, they are best known for continuing the adventures of the greatest Doctor from Doctor Who, the Eighth Doctor. I imagine that is very clarifying for some, but I, I confess I am a Doctor Who. I have no idea who the Eighth Doctor is. Uh, I'm sure they were great. They sound great. Yeah, I mean, lucky number eight, right? Uh, okay, the Doctor Who is the one played by Paul McGann. Okay, huh. I just, I know, all right, I've seen this guy. Okay, I'll Why trust not? you, Kyle. Sure. Uh, well, there we go. I, uh, I know Big Finish also does a Tomorrow People uh, story, and I, I regrettably have a Big Finish audio of the... Uh, of that, and I still haven't listened to it. Uh, but thank you, Wendy P, for sending it. It's on my desktop waiting to be listened to. Very nice. Uh, also, side note, this is the, apparently this doctor appeared on screen only once. So. Oh, okay. Uh, so it was a joke that we didn't get. Yes, indeed. And Whoops. how. Uh, great good. stuff. Hey, and we got a one very special little preview reader mail about the uh, next big finish item <laughs> yep should i read this one uh, uh who better who better all right so the uh, author in his own voice that's right uh so as you know i have uh sometimes i send the show emails for myself called key theories because when i'm editing the show or just i'll have a random thought and i say i don't want to forget this so i'll send ourselves an email <laughs> And this is one of those. Uh, so in the second series of Big Finish, the villain was Diligence, right? Uh, uh, and I, I, I guess I'm wondering, is Diligence a play on the word, or Diligan is his name. I'm curious. <laughs> is Diligent a play on Diligent? <laughs> and is it, yes, yeah. Is it a play on the word Diligent because he never gives up? Huh? Yeah, huh? I mean, frankly, I'd say the first six times I heard the name, I just thought they were saying the word diligent. There you go. So why not? I mean, these stories suck so much. It's plausibly that stupid that that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like a, the, the Miss Havisham of <laughs> yeah. villains. Right? Or uh, Wendy P pointed out that uh, the little like spirit guide in the Highlander anime, what's his name? Amergan. Amergan. It's just an anagram for manager. <laughs> I love that. I hope that's exactly what it was. Even if it's not, it's I think good. that's cool. Yeah. Cool. Well done. There we go. So, yeah, write us in to let us know if you think that uh, that diligent, diligent theory holds any water. I don't know. I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Fucking Dickens can do it. Why can't these people? <laughs> uh yeah why do you think this is on a level like dickens i mean it, chucky it's very dickensian chucky d <laughs> it's very clear uh oliver twist has nothing on this nope and less uh, twists this had a lot more twists than oliver twist did so so many twists left mm -hmm. and right yep uh yeah the what's the, your favorite thing to come in a twist like a plot a twizzler a pretzel twist I mean, I like a nice twist as a garnish on a drink. 
Oh, a twist of like That's lemon. Nice. Okay. Yeah, or you know, any kind of citrus really can get the job done. What about the dance? Uh I do a mean twist. It's a surprisingly good workout too. If you like get low with that twist, like you're gonna feel it the next day after that wedding, baby. Right. Rank the twists. There Rank we go. the, Rank the twists. twists. All right. Uh, <laughs> Well, thanks everybody again for joining us this week. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, Eamon will be back on the show in maybe two weeks, I think, uh, which will be great. Uh, so we're going to plow Assuming ahead. we invite him back. We might just decide the yeah, format doesn't just, need him. Uh, that's right. This might work out so well. Yeah, um, we've grown beyond you, Eamon. As you can see uh, in these five emails we've read. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you what, want to write what, us an email. Hmm? What's that? What? Oh, I was just saying, what larger sample size do you need? That's right. Uh, uh, if you want to write us an email, hit us up at highlanderrewatched at gmail.com to give us your thoughts on any episodes of the show, movies, or our podcast. Um, we'll read it on the air, hopefully. Um, also, yeah, we'll be returning, I guess, to our regular format once again when things kind of normalize a little bit more and we can all get into the studio together. Uh, so we're doing these kind of Corona Chronicles uh, in the interim and catching up on our backlog of reader mail, um, you know, just before we all can get back in together and the show will be better when we're all in the same room together. So we don't want to yes. shortchange uh, the end of the series by doing kind of a Zoom podcast. Uh, we think it'll be better for everybody who's been following along since the beginning if we're uh, all together for it. So that's what we're get doing. That, get that natural chemistry going, baby. That's right. I keep saying baby. It's like a weird verbal tick I've developed on this episode. So I'm going to stop. Okay. Starting now. All right. Baby. Great job, baby. Um, <laughs> so we'll see you next week. I uh, hope everyone has a great week out there. Stay safe. And uh, we've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.